You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. We're going to do a wee special review show this week of the SWPL. It's been a fascinating start to the season. We're six games in in the SWPL 1, five games in SWPL 2. So I'm delighted to welcome Suzanne Mulvey with me to go through the past five weeks. Suzanne, how have you been? Yeah, excellent. Thanks for having me again. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. It's delighted to be on as always. We are going to talk just about the what's been going on in the, the SWPL. Obviously, it's been a, a great start to the season. It's been really, really quick to get into a groove. But Suzanne, how have you found the, the first six games? What's been kind of your main takeaways for the, the start of the SWPL season? Um, well, if the league table stays the same uh, as it is now at the end of the season, my predictions will be right. <laughs> Um, no, Rangers um, obviously scored the most goals, conceded the least amount of goals. They're, they're looking good, but obviously they haven't faced any of the top two. Obviously, Glasgow City themselves have faced each other, a 2-2 draw. Um, but Rangers have only kind of faced Hibs, who are in fourth spot, um, and they just narrowly won 1-0. You know, they look quite comfortable, but only a 1-0 win. Um, so they're looking good. Um, and, you know, the same with Celtic and um, Glasgow City, they're obviously winning the games that they're, they're supposed to win. You know, um, they should only kind of be coming up against each other and, and uh, you know, that, the results that we're looking for. But, um, but yeah, apart from that, um, you know, Rangers are obviously looking good. Um, Jane Ross got off the flyer, scored some goals. Um, so, so, yeah, they're looking really good. Um, at, the, at the bottom end of the table, that's obviously where it gets a bit interesting. Um, you know, a massive, massive result for Partick Thistle um, yesterday. Um, that's kind of leaped from them up, you know, right in the sixth spot. You know, if they hadn't won, they were right down at the bottom um, on that and our two teams on three points, but they, they've leaped from Spartans um, who are in five points. So massive, you know, picking up points like that um, is absolutely huge in terms of staying out of the relegation zone. So, so that's brilliant, they do it. Um, in the same way with Motherwell, obviously, you know, they've kind of been, we spoke about that, they've kind of been a hit or a miss. Um, but obviously, nobly their win over Hamilton was huge, you know, because that's the other team that, that's around at the bottom. Um, but for me, the, the thing that I'm finding quite interesting the past couple of weeks and what's actually been really good to watch is the kind of hearts turnaround, I feel like. Um, I did say, you know, in, in the prediction show that it'd be interesting to see, you know, when the new manager would come in and, uh, you know, how quickly she would want to change things and if that transition would be fast or not. Um, the first few games, it seemed like it wasn't quite clicking, but the past couple of weeks, it has done well. And, you know, the turnaround against Saturday was phenomenal. You know, going up there and, and you know, being behind and then coming away with three points um, is huge. And even yesterday, you know, they, they also got beat 2 off in Glasgow City, but um, obviously, you know, you talk about results and you want the three points, but coming away with, you know, just that 2-0 defeat, and playing the way that they did, you know, I thought they played very, very well. They looked organised, they looked solid. And I think that's possibly the way that the new manager's looking to play. It's just starting to kind of show, and, and obviously not, not so much their results, but in their performance. So it'll be interesting to see when they're coming up against teams around them to see um, if kind of that game plan will work for them. 
Yeah, totally agree with that. But we'll move on to talking about the, the team at the top of the league. Obviously, Rangers, six games, six wins, 32 goals. Suzanne, who's kind of standing out in that team? Obviously, it's a dream start to have, but as you say, they've not played Glasgow City or Celtic yet. They played Glasgow City this Sunday, but they couldn't have asked for a better start. They're scoring goals, they're keeping goals out there. I think they've only conceded three goals this season, if I'm right. They're, they're on fire. They couldn't have asked for a better start. And who's been kind of standing out to you? Um, the, the first few few games, Jane Ross, you know, flying high, scored all the goals. Um, but there is a lot more to her game. You know, she's been playing really well, even though she's maybe not been scoring uh, as many in the past few weeks. Um, but the, the most notable thing is that everybody's chipping in the goals. You know, they're not conceding at that end, but everybody's chipping in. You know, you've got Kirsten Riley, you've got, um, you know, Chelsea Cornett, um, you know, Brogan Hay, um, and then obviously, notably, um, yesterday, um, McCoy, where I first started, was a hat trick. So to have kind of that firepower that's been on the bench the past few weeks, it shows that she's a real option going forward as well. Um, but, but surprisingly, for not so much surprisingly, but kind of one under the radar, Lizzie, um, it's obviously a bit of a playmaker and she creates a lot of goals, but she's been banging quite a few as well. So her contribution has went unnoticed. She's done really, really well. Um, and as I say, at the end, keeping out the goals, you know, that's, that's really, really important. Um, just so much for the confidence in the back line and obviously for the, the keeper coming into the bigger games because obviously they really will be tested. Um, next weekend they're obviously playing City, isn't it? So, so they'll obviously get tested. So that'll be a big, big game for them and obviously a lot of confidence going into that, you know, considering the ball can save a couple of goals. Yeah, definitely. They've been on fire. I mean, as you say, Zoe Ness, Brogan Hay, there's a lot of players you could you could name six or seven who are just scoring Pretty much weekly, I think is uh, I think that's Jane Ross. I think scored every near enough every game. They're on fire. I mean, they're, they're scoring. A, that's the thing. If you're if you're scoring goals and you're you're kind of seeing a lot at half time, you want to make that goal difference up because that could be important towards the end of the season. And they're they're doing that brilliantly. And it's a great start for Rangers, defending champions Glasgow City. They've started really well as well. Five wins and a draw, obviously against Celtic, who've got the same record. Suzanne, Glasgow City obviously are, are doing the same. They're scoring a lot of goals. They obviously scored nine yesterday. They're on fire as well. They're, they're trying to make sure this title doesn't get wrestled from them. Yeah, I was at, was it week before they scored nine? Was it against Sparks? Was that right? Yes. So it's two nil against Hearts yesterday. Two nil against Hearts, my mistake. Yeah. I, no, absolutely fine. They're obviously, they've got goal scorers all over the park, you know, from their defence right, right through to their strikers. Um, and, and again, they're not conceding a lot of goals, you know. They, they've only can conceded maybe what's it four goals or something as well. So mm-hmm. so they're not conceding a lot at all. Four in, in six games is not too bad. Um, and you know, I think that the key players, obviously, you know, Joe Love, the Hill Order, Lee Alexander, you know, the back her experience as well, um, is a big, you know, contributing factor why they've conceded so little goals as well. So so they're looking solid as well. Um, and and it is, I think every year it just does go down to the big teams, you know, when they come up against each other, they can come away the, the strongest. Obviously, for Rangers last year, at Celtic that was their biggest hurdle. Um, so it'll be really interesting on Sunday to see who comes out with podcast and City of the Rangers. Um, and I couldn't even call it, you know, although Rangers have been playing really, really well, we can never write off Glasgow City. You know, they've got some great attacking players, they've got a good defence, good goalkeeper, so it's going to be a tight one. Um, but hopefully it's an exciting game to watch. Yeah, definitely. Were you kind of disappointed by the Glasgow City's early exit for the Champions League? Did you think they would go further than what they did? Um, yeah, I actually went, went and watched the, the game where they exited. Um, I, I felt that they were very unlucky. They obviously went one nil up and then they, they conceded a, a really bad time just before half-time. And I didn't even feel it was a, a pass-back to the goal, you know, that I think they were unfortunate. 
Um, and I think that's just kind of knocked the stuffing out of them um, in the second half. Obviously, they've just not been able to score. They, they played well, um, but I think it, it possibly was just uh, you, down to the fact that it's so early on in the season, you know, and a lot of players aren't at full fitness. They're still trying to gel. They're still trying to get to know, you know, the, the new players in the squad. So I just think that that was the case from a bit too early in the season. But again, you know, getting to the Champions League and getting as far as they did, it's, it's a great achievement. Um, obviously within the squad they'll be really really disappointed um, but yeah I didn't feel that they were totally outplayed I just felt they were very unlucky you know unfortunate in terms of kind of key moments in the game where they, they didn't come out on top yeah I, I, I looked that way the kind of reports and I, I saw that it was kind of a difficult night for them but Celtic again have got another similar record to Glasgow City obviously their only draw was against each other but five wins as well we spoke about about the preview of maybe Celtic would maybe struggle with losing a couple of big players to the, the Premier League in England, but Charlie Wellings is one of the players that's kind of stood out so far this season. She's had a great start to the season, goals-wise. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that was what we spoke about, obviously, is you can't take you know, the goals the Sarah Yoon scores out of the team, and obviously Lisa Robertson contributed and still be the same team. But um, to me, Charlie Wellens is more of a goal scorer. You know, Sarah Ewan's scored goals, but she was a, a wide player. She contributed, you know, and assists as well. Whereas Wellens is a round of goal scorer. She scored in every single game except for the Glasgow City game where they drove to each. So for you know, for her to contribute in every single game, you know, obviously she she done well in the Glasgow City game as well. So to contribute that amount of goals, and I think last season, you know, Sarah Ewan's was maybe twenty goals or something. So for Wellens to already be on nine after six games is, you know, it's phenomenal. Um, and I'm sure she will go on and beat that record. You know, there's so many games ahead, so I'm sure she'll, she'll pass that 20 goal mark, definitely. Um, and it was, it was just a bit of the unknown. You know, that's why I've kind of not written off Celtic, but that's why I had placed in kind of third spot on it. That was my predictions. Um, just a bit unknown. You know, new players coming in, you don't really know what to expect um, if you've not really seen a lot of them. So for me, she's... Probably the standout player that you know in the league so far in terms of nobody really knew much about and she's came in and showed what a, a great player she is and obviously the quality goal scorer that she is. I think she's been massive for, for Celtic. Um, again, I do feel that they're still kind of lacking a bit in the centre of the park, you know, losing Lisa Robertson um, and obviously Natalie Noss isn't fit yet. So I think that they are kind of lacking a bit of experience in there. Um, so for me, that's kind of where it might, um, where they might struggle when it comes to the big the big games, you know, I think, in, in the centre of the park. Um, but so far, they're looking really good and really strong. And obviously, they're, you know, they're, they're scoring lots of goals. They're, they've came up against Hibs, you know, they beat them. So, so they're looking really good. Um, again, it'll just be the big test against Rangers and Glasgow State for them. Yeah, and they've got a lot of options as well, goals-wise. Like you see yesterday, six six different goal scorers for their six and a win away to Hamilton, like Kathleen McGovern scoring, Olivia Chance scoring. She's been really, really impressing me up the past few weeks. She's strikes me as a kind of player that can do everything as well. There's a, I think they've got a few players like that. They've, they've got players who will dig in and get that when they're under the cosh. I think that they've got a lot of players who will push forward and get the, get the goals. You saw yesterday kind of just how well they were spread out. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, Kathleen McGovern wasn't somebody that was kind of mentioned, you know, in the, in the preview show, but she's got a, a few years' experience now, and I think that she'll definitely chip in, you know, with some goals um, and also assist as well. You know, she, she's good at creating goals for other people, so I think her experience will be good in there as well. You know, obviously, she, she had to go out alone last season, didn't really get in the team, but you know, she's back with the squad now and, and training really hard, so I think that she'll be a, a big player for them as well. Yeah. We'll move into a, a bit of, kind of history that was made during the, the start of the season. Hibs v Hearts, Easter Road. 
set a new attendance record for women's football in Scotland. It was, I think it was over 5,500, which is remarkable. So, Dan, did you ever think that sort of a number would be a crowd at a Scottish football game in the women's side for you? No, obviously, you know, it was a long, long time since I started and I actually started at Hibs Ladies. Um, so for me, you know, my second year at Hibs, we won the Scottish Cup and we got to go out at Easter Road and parade the trophy um, to the, the men's fans at halftime and we got a, a great response for them. Um, I never got the chance to, to play at Easter Road, um, but, you know, for the, the players, I like to enjoy money, obviously, you know, she's a Hibs fan, she's a Hibs captain, you know, she's first pro contract for Hibs, so for her to get an occasion like that, obviously she's played there before kind of Champions League games, but, you know, in a, in a derby game against Hearts, you know, under the lights at Easter Road, mm-hmm. to, to get that, and obviously the crowd as well, you know, a massive crowd, um, and just like a great achievement, it also works really, really hard in terms of marketing, getting that many people there, so um, it's definitely grown, and I think that that there's so many kind of people involved, not just on the pitch, but behind the scenes now that's helping kind of, you know, build the game, eh, promote it. And obviously, you know, the, the product that it is now, you know, it can be sold, it can be advertised. I think that it's just fantastic to see that it is growing and growing every year, you know. And obviously, it took a bit of kind of hit with COVID, but, you know, if it, um, attendances like that, it doesn't seem like it's, it's you know, caused too much damage. It seems that we're still kind of going in the right direction moving forward. Yeah, it's been a, it's, like, it's great to see the, the crowd and people support the game as well. But we'll we'll talk a bit about Hibs season so far. Three wins, three losses. They're sitting in fourth place. Would you be can I expected that? Have you is that how they, you thought their their start would be after six games? Again, we had spoke about the bit of the unknown, you know, their players that have came in, we don't really know much about them. They're most not with American players. Um they've done really well, you know, they were flying at the start of the season, scored obviously the kind of the, the League Cup competition, they were scoring a lot of goals. Um, and if you look at their fixtures compared to other people's three three wins, three draws, they've obviously came up against Glasgow City and Rangers, which you would expect them to, you know, drop the three points or the six points against them. So the only one where you would have expected them or, or thought that they would come out on top was the game yesterday against Partick Thistle. You know, um, dropping the three points there, they'll be hugely disappointed. Um, on the other hand, obviously, Patrick have done amazing. You know, they, they pushed forward and, and, you know, created many chances and they held on really well at the end. Um, but again, that, you know, I, I feel that it's not, you know, any, anything that I didn't expect apart from the, the game yesterday. I feel that, you know, the game against City, they weren't expected to win the same um, against um, Glasgow City. They are just, sorry, they just say, they are just kind of lacking that bit again. You know, it's a big transition between lots of new players coming in and lots of change. Um, but I think that they're looking stronger, definitely. Apart from yesterday, they are looking more, more stronger kind of defensively. Um, and they're looking that they can push on and, and maybe compete up with the, the top three teams. Um, but again, you know, kind of losses like that will put a huge dent and then trying to finish in both spot. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. I think it's been probably expected. I think yesterday was a bit of a short result, but... We'll touch a bit on the other, other teams as well. Aberdeen, Partick Thistle, Murrow and Spartans, they're all kind of around about the same position and the same amount of points. What's been kind of your thoughts on you know, them? Is there any kind of standout teams out of them so far? Um, to be honest, they're all kind of sitting around at the bottom of the table where we expected them to be. Um, and again, there's maybe been kind of some, you know, results... One week, you know, Partick Thistle bet Motherwell, and then the next week, Motherwell bet Hamilton. So it's kind of, 
it's you know it's it, it's just who's going to take points of through it in that bottom area to keep themselves in the relegation. And um, obviously we were talking about teams who thought we were going to get relegated, but there's obviously that player spot as well, you know, for the second bottom team. So um, it's huge to, to obviously stay off the bottom of the table, but they stay out of that you know relegation playoff spot as well because you don't want to have to go in and play you know games that you need to win you know to make sure that you stay. Um, in, in the top division, so so for me, you know, I, I think that the likes of Partick getting that result yesterday against Hibs is huge. You know, obviously that's kind of doubled their points. It's put them up to sixth spot. Um, they're they're a lot safer than kind of the other the other teams at the bottom. Um, Hamilton for me is a bit of a worry. You know, they've not scored a lot of goals. They're kind of really really lacking. Um, they need to be scoring more goals. Um, and as well, Harps as well, you know, I think that they kind of could turn it around and they could start getting results against kind of teams lower down in the table. Um, but nothing, you know, nothing that I've not really expected. You know, they've, they've not kind of taken any points on any of the bigger teams or anything like that. Um, just basically, obviously, Harps, you know, playing against Aberdeen and obviously coming away, I think that was a massive win. I think that's probably been one of the kind of short results in terms of Aberdeen have looked solid, you know, especially um, at home. Um, so it kind of be in front and then it kind of stayed through it away but obviously Hearts kind of took the game to them and, and got the point so um, yeah nothing really unexpected for me um, it will just be interesting to see who can kind of take points of each other and you see if things change for Hearts yeah there's a lot I, can, uh, I think every team's won so far as well which shows you that they can uh, apart from the kind of big three and maybe Hibs and Aberdeen maybe the, the top five a lot of the teams will beat everybody as, as well there'll be a lot of kind of big big wins against other teams and things like that. It won't be like there'll be a big gap between all those sides. I think they will kind of beat each other. But who's been kind of your standout players so far? Give us a few names who have kind of really caught your eye since the season started in the, the SWPL1. Yeah, um, Charlie Mellons is, is right up there. She's got to be, you know, in terms of just the, the goals that she's contributed. Um, in terms of all-round play, you know, she's done really, really well. But... You know, when you're looking back at results and you're looking back at scorer, she's kind of right at the top for me. So, so her contribution there has been huge. And um, the same with Jane Ross as well. You know, uh, not only has she scored the goals, but she's played really well and she's contributing as well. You know, um, just that experience that she brings, I think, will be really helpful um, to all the kind of young players and the, and the other strikers around her as well. I think that Zoe Ness is, is playing better because of Jane Ross as well. You know, she's got a kind of player that she can link up with. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of been. A, a huge factor in them kind of performing better at the top. Um, that's kind of in terms of you know the, the bottom side of the table. You know, there's not been a lot of standout players because a lot of players have really been you know taking points of, of teams that you didn't really expect. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of the, the top players. Obviously, Glasgow City. You know, Joe Love's proven that she's still a really strong player. She's still controlling games. Um, and yeah, that, that's really it for me. There's not really a lot of kind of surprising standout players. I think. You know, Spartans is, is a team that we've not mentioned at all. You know, yeah. obviously they, they kind of drew two games. So, you know, one a game and drew two games. You could maybe look at points thrown away, but when you look back at the end of the season, that could be vital points for them that they've kind of gathered in the draws. So it could go either way. It could, you know, you could think, oh, they've won a game, but I think that it's vital points for the board rather than getting, getting defeat. So so they've kind of obviously crawled above the, the other the teams around them. So, so it's good for them that... You know, obviously they they've done really well last season. I think that they would have been looking to kind of finish out at that fourth spot. But with other teams like Hibs um, and obviously Aberdeen coming in, um, it's just important that they get points and that they kind of stay out at the bottom because it is easy to slip into there if you lose a couple of games in a row. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's Claire Shine as well won our Player of the Month for September, so congratulations to Claire for winning that. There's also Rachel Boyle was a nominated, uh, Jane Ross and Charlie Wellens were nominated, but Claire Shine won that, so massive congratulations to her. She had a great start to the season. We will touch on SWPL too. There's a, quite a few things to get through here. We're all raving about the United at the start of the season and they have they've kind of delivered so far. Thirteen points in five games. They've started really well. They've they look to be kind of the team to beat in that division. Yeah, unbeaten. They've obviously drew away Glasgow women, but but still unbeaten in the league. Um, yeah, they're they're strong, they're experienced, they've got quite a few good players. So as predicted, you know, they are right at the top. Um obviously Glasgow women, you know, looking strong as well. Um as a Kilmarnock. Um, and obviously Boromir, you know, have had a really good start to the season. They've lost the last couple of games, but, you know, obviously they came up against Dundee United. Um, so you expect them to, to get beat there. But, yeah, at the top of the table, it's kind of tight with A4. Um, it's worrying for the likes of St Johnston. You know, obviously they, they've done really well and kind of pushed the likes of Partick and Aberdeen and Dundee United all the way last season. Um, obviously, notably, they, they lost a lot of players. They were struggling a bit. Um, so hopefully they'll kind of improve and start getting results. Um, and obviously Queen's Park, you know, haven't t- taken any points, haven't won a game yet. Um, so that's a real worry in terms of, you know, they need to pick up points because they're a good team. Um, they've been kind of in that league for a while now. They're, you know, they're, they're a recognised team and it'd be great to see them kind of back in the top. Um, but it's just a lot of youngsters, you know, it's such a, a young team and obviously Barry Rogers has came in and he's trying to kind of stamp his tennis style on it. So, again, that's a transition period. Um, but obviously the likes of Sterling, you know, beat them 2 yesterday, a massive, massive result for, for Sterling, obviously, you know, leapfrogging them in the table. Um, and again, it's just kind of down to the teams around you, you need to take points of them if you, if you want to kind of stay in the division. Yeah, definitely. But we'll, we'll a wee word in Kilmarnock as well. Monica Hardy's been a big player. I want to talk to you about. She's had a great start to the season. She's won our Player of the Month for SWPL too. Her goals have been vital to Kilmarnock. And you see yesterday, Kilmarnock, big 4-2 win away to St Johnson. They're a team to keep an eye on that we, we maybe thought at the start of the season were one they're going to maybe mount a challenge. But they're certainly kind of delivering so far. They've had a really good start. Yeah, no, um, they're a team that have obviously been, I think they've been slowly building for a few years now, you know, they've, they've gradually been getting better and better. Um, last season, you know, with the likes of Partick Thistle, Aberdeen, um, Dundee United and St Johnson, they were such good teams that it was hard for Kilmarnock to kind of show how good they were because, they, you know, their teams were kind of excelling. Um, but now that they kind of, they, they teams are away, obviously, like, you know, Partick got promoted as well. Um, I think it's given the likes to come on it to kind of show how good they are um, and obviously they're at the top of the table um, and they've got you know, they've got all the experience in there um, I think that they are their team that will definitely be pushing and again because there is the two promotion spots I think that it, it kind of gives teams a, an added incentive you know you've obviously got um, Dundee United who are going to run away with it but it'll be interesting I think it will be between Glasgow women and then um, on it, you know who, who takes that other kind of promotion playoff spot so um, for me I think it'll be out of the game but, um, but I, you know you can't call it obviously Glasgow with a great result against Dundee United so they're looking really really strong obviously Craig Joyce is doing well there um, I think when he went there it was a lot of youngsters but now that's a few years now so the players have got a bit more experience um, and they're kind of showing that, that they're good enough you know to get promoted as well um, so definitely interesting um, you know again tight you know three maybe even four teams could kind of Get promoted, so it's really interesting what's that, bro. Yeah, so you the kind of standard in that league's improved over the past kind of year or so since the kind of was really started. 
Yeah, um, you know, obviously it showed last season you had kind of the likes of Burnham who kind of took points off the likes of Partick Thistle, you know, you had other kind of teams taking points of, of teams that have been promoted. So I think that I, I've always said that, you know, you've got the top kind of, the, the top three Glasgow City Rangers, Celtic, possibly the likes of Hibs and Spartans, and then kind of everybody below that, and then the top of the SWPL too. I think they're all kind of the same, you know, they would be they would be fine at an SWPL one all the kind of the top teams. I don't, I don't think there's much between them. It just comes down to consistency. You know, they can all beat each other on their day, but but it's who can be more consistent going forward, who can you know, obviously win the, the most amount of games and, and obviously like say Glasgow one, I feel that they've got a bit more experience in there, so they could possibly you know take that same spot. Yeah, they kind of caught your eye as well, Glasgow one, and how impressed have you been with them? Yeah, just, just the fact obviously that they drew with United on the team that I points off them so far, you know, and they've been winning games that they're, they're looking good for it. Um, and again, it's just the fact that a lot of their players have got a bit more experience in that league. I think that's really, really vital. Um, you know, no matter what league you're in, if you've got experience in that league and you know the players that you're playing against, and obviously you're, you're a year older, you're more experienced. I think that that is vital. And obviously kind of adding a couple of players as well. You know, I think they've added a, a striker, Sophie McGoldrick as well. So, you know, add a wee bit extra firepower. I think that that's kind of what's making them kind of push further up the, the top end of the table. Yeah, we've got a lot coming up in the next few weeks as well. We're going to, we'll be back and doing our, our review show kind of at the start every month, but we've got a big month ahead as well. We'll touch a bit on the international team in a, in a couple of minutes, but obviously massive game to kick off the, the this upcoming week. Rangers-Glasgow City, you said it's hard to call. How big a game will this be for both teams to, to lay down a marker? Huge, you know, for obviously the simple fact last season that, that Rangers had a massive one against Glasgow City, the 5 0. But then obviously the last game of the season, you know, kind of Glasgow City beat Rangers 2 0. That's obviously kind of, you know, scampered in hopes that they had the Champions League and obviously winning the league. Um, early on in the season, you know, people might think it's not, not so important in terms of you can still claw the, the points back, but it's massive for obviously confidence, it's massive for. Um, you know, just basically you'd rather have points on the board than, you know, games in hand or, or chasing, you know, the leaders. So so for me, it's obviously Glasgow City and Celtic have played, you know, a 2-2 a draw, um, which was huge. And it was obviously massive for Celtic to obviously come back for 2-0 down. It showed yeah. that they've got real character. Um, but, but for me, you know, I, I feel that this could be huge in terms of there is a bit of a break. So, you know, whoever's sitting top after this game, you know, could obviously, you know, you've got that, you're building, you're sitting top, you know, you can just keep building on that rather than having to chase and trying to, you know, um, get back on top. Um, if I had to call that, I probably would say Rangers, just in terms of the firepower, the goals that they're scoring. Um, Glasgow City are strong, you know, they've got a great defensive unit, but I just think Rangers are a bit more free-flown and I think they've got goals kind of all over the park. But again, like you said, you know, the likes of Claire Shine, she loves a wee goal and a big game as well. So you can never write them off. Um, but Rangers just are looking a wee bit stronger at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be a great game as well. I think it's going to be live on the TV, so it's one to certainly tune into. Is there anything else kind of big coming up in the league in the next month or so that you're kind of looking forward to? Um, no, that was a game that I kind of you noted as well. You know that that's massive. Um, just in terms of the bottom, you know, the bottom kind of half of the table, I think um, is it Hamilton are up against Motherwell, is it? No, wait a minute. I think Hamilton play. Obviously, that'll be a, a massive game. You know, Hamilton, it can take them off the bottom of the table. 
Um, but again, if Partick get the points, that'll be nine points, so then they could kind of, you know, leapfrog a bottom of Aberdeen. So um, that that'll be absolutely huge for both teams. You know, if, if any of the teams come away with three points, that will be massive for their season. You know, obviously early on, like I said, it's better to have points on the board. Um, but when you are at the bottom end of the table, every single point counts. So, so for me, that that will be absolutely massive for them. Um, part of this, obviously, beating Hibs yesterday, you know, that, that could possibly be the result of their season, obviously, even though it's early in. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but for me, um, I think, you know, whoever comes out on top on that game, you know, it will be massive for them. But again, if Hamilton don't win, they're kind of still sitting at the bottom of the table and it could be worrying for them. Obviously, the likes of Hearts start to play a bit better as well. Um, Hamilton, you know, they're, they're team experienced players. I just feel that that for me, um, they're not looking as fit as a lot of the other teams around them. Um, and, you know, obviously the quality, the standard of players that you're getting out of the league, you know, you've really got to be competing fitness-wise. Um, they've been conceding a lot of late goals, so it is just, you know, they need to be stronger defensively. You know, I think that that's for me the amount of goals that they've conceded. You know, you need to be much much stronger defensively if you want to have any chance of kind of picking up points. You know, they might have scored a couple of goals, but if you're if you're leaking goals at the back, then you've not much chance of picking up any points. So for me, they do need to kind of tighten that up a bit at the back. Yeah, definitely. We'll touch a wee bit on the national team. Obviously, they've kicked off their World Cup qualifying campaign with two massive wins, a big one against Hungary away from home, and then obviously the big 7-1 win over the fairway ones at Hamden. Before we get into the results, just how big a, a step is the team moving to Hamden? Um, I think the biggest, and although obviously it's great for the fans, and you know, I, I think being at Hamden, you would attract more fans, you know, people like the day out, you know, you're going to yeah. Hamden. Um, it is kind of based more local for, for a lot of people, you know, the amount of kind of Glasgow-based players, that, young players that play football. Um, but for me, I think the boost comes from, you know, the, the players, the fact that you're getting to play at home at Scottish football. Yeah. Um, I don't got a chance to, to play at Hamden, but, you know, the likes of Caroline Beerage says, you know, she scored a goal there, she's done the knee slide, that's what she dreamed about at one Hamden Park. So, so for me, it's just, for the players, it's huge. That boost that it gives them going into games, I think that is absolutely massive. Um, and also in terms of, for me, it kind of shows that you're respected a bit more. Yeah. You know, within the women's game, you know, that the SFA are, you say allowing them to play there, but obviously it's a partnership now, you know, that they're playing there alongside the men. You know, they're not playing elsewhere. And, and it is hard to get as big crowds as the men, obviously, you know, sell out the other night at Hamden for the men, which was fantastic. Um, but it is obviously something that you can build on, you know, trying to promote more players. Um, but for me, just the players, you know, stepping out at Hamden and hearing the Hamden roar, it might not be as loud, but hearing that when we score, you know, what an amazing experience and what, you know, what an amazing time it is to be involved in the national team. It's absolutely brilliant, you know, some of the young players coming through and like to Jenna Clark, you know, scoring her first goal. Um, you know, what moment that must have been for her. So, mm-hmm. so it is great. It's just, just fantastic to see great young players coming through and getting a chance to play at stadiums, you know, like Hamden. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. The start to the World Cup campaign, how impressed have you been with the, the two results to kick the, the campaign off? Um, you know, some people would say it's maybe results that have been expected, you know, but on the other hand, at times, kind of Scotland have slipped up, you know, in results like this, in games like this. Um, so, for me, it's just massive, you know, picking up three points every game is absolutely huge, and obviously, it just gives you something to build on, it, it gives you confidence, it gives you points on the board. Um, so for me, it's absolutely huge. You know, I think that they've got it was a bit of transition. Um, 
say, you know, Kim Little, you know, not involved in the national squad anymore, you know, obviously that's kind of a massive blow for Scotland. But again, there are some great young players coming through in the last couple of games, you know, I'm not saying they've not missed her because she is a, a fantastic, you know, player within the squad, but obviously the results have shown that they're still a great side and obviously can still score a lot of goals. Yeah. We'll see the, the kind of wins against Hungary and the Faroes and obviously the next games against Hungary, but it looks as if it's going to be Spain's the kind of team to beat in that group. Do you give Scotland a chance to maybe go toe-to-toe with Spain or is it, just, is it playoffs that the hopes to reach the World Cup? Um, obviously, you know, there's kind of a bit of history with Spain, the fact you know, that they played them, you know, in a major tournament and yeah. also as well when Spain just picked them in playoffs before, you know, they, they came up against Spain. Um, you know, to me, if Scotland go out and play well, they can compete with Spain 100%. You know, they, they've got the players, they've got the, the bullet players that can compete with them. Um, it, it just does depend that, you know, if they come up on the night, you know, you, you've got experienced players. Lee Alexander's now a lot more experienced. You know, like I said, Jenny Beatty and Rachel Corsi, they're, they're strong. You know, I, I think there's quite a lot of teams out there. Um, and then obviously, you know, you, you've got midfield, a lot of goals in the field, you know, and, and as well for me, one of the, the massive things that I think will, you know, could really help is Jane Ross hasn't really played a lot, you know, over the last few while, and I think that's maybe because she kind of fell away a bit at Man United and wasn't playing a lot, and yeah. um, the fact now that she's kind of on the radar again, and she's banging the goals for Rangers, um, I think that's kind of, we never really mentioned that a lot in the, in the um, preview show, but I think that's kind of, It'll give Jane Ross a lot of incentive and give her that, you know, a bit kind of fire in her belly to go out there and prove herself. She doesn't need to prove herself the amount of goals that she scored for Scotland, but the fact that she hadn't been playing a lot, I think that, you know, she's got a point to prove and she'll want to 100%. I know, I know the players she she want to get in that starting level and stay there every single game. Yeah, definitely. 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 How big is the next game at Hamden against Hungary? Is that a, a massive marker they can lay down? Yeah, again, it's a it's a game. If you look on paper, it's a game that Scotland would be expected to win. Um, but every every single fixture when you're, you're playing at national football, you know you've got to, you've got to turn up and the opposition are good. Um, for me, you know, I feel that they could go out and win it. I think they should, they should and they, you know they definitely could go out and win it. Um, and, and again, it's just a, a great occasion. Hopefully, it's a massive crowd. Hopefully, lots of people get you know behind the, the team. Um, and, and obviously support. It's great that it's on TV, you know, it's great yeah. that we've got that kind of support. Um, but at the same time, it's not the same as, as being there, you know, and obviously soaking up that experience and, and getting to see the, the team live and obviously joining the celebrations um, when the score goes. Yeah, definitely. But it's going to be another exciting month ahead in the, the SWPL and uh, the Scotland national team. But we are going to wrap up the show there. Suzanne, it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the show again. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Scott. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, as always. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our pages on YouTube and our podcast channels for more Scottish football content as well. Follow our social media pages. We're going to be providing coverage throughout the month and throughout the season on the SWPL. And we've got a fantastic schedule ahead for the upcoming week of the Scottish Football Show. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers. 